Welcome to Mind Tune Up Time, my friends. Tune up hearts and minds one at a time. So your ideas don't die in your heart sets and hard drives. But today is Tune Up Time Tuesday. So you can mind tune up time live.com, register for the Zooms every week on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. I get on live on Zoom and uh, I do my thing. I'm here to help. And so, uh, and if you're catching this after the fact on podcasts and YouTube, usually it's up by end of day Thursday and uh, you can catch the replays there. And there's also show notes that get added on Facebook and on those platforms as well. Um, so you can see what happens on the sessions, kind of a little um, play by play. Um, I'm so sorry to hear my man. Yeah. Um, no words right now. No words, my man. Sending you tons of love. Um, which is going to tie in to uh, the topic today about changing your past to affect your future. You know, even I have said uh, before, and I'm always open to learning and, and seeing things through a different lens in a different light about how we cannot change the past, right? We can spend a lot of time thinking about the past and uh, we can't change the past. And I was recently just driving with my, my wife and I, and I, I was like, text me. <laughs> like, oh, I had this thought, I had this note and I wanted to make sure, because sometimes things come to me and if I don't write them down or make a note of it in the moment, my mind just keeps going. And you know, some of those things come back, some of them stick with me, but a lot of them just float away. And so uh, on our way, before I got back to do this session, uh, I said, text me. And I said, text me how to change your past to create a better future. And, you know, so many times we say we can't change our past and, you know, by and large, you can't. Um, what happened five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five weeks ago, five years ago, 50 years ago, it has happened. And our past does not have to be a predictor of our future in the sense that if you've had a past that you deem to be full of bumps in the road and not so good and uh, the sun came out every once in a while, uh, that doesn't have to be how your life is moving forward. Now, that being said, this idea of actually changing your past, well, the thing I realized is although we can't go back in time and actually redo something, like redo that exact thing, which if you change that thing, you would change everything. But what is interesting that I found in my own life is that we can change the meaning that we have on things that have happened. We can view those things through a different light, through a different filter. We can um, not have them affecting us in the way that they may be negatively currently affecting us. And so when you start to view things or you forgive yourself or you forgive, your, forgive others so that you ultimately can heal yourself, either that's directly or indirectly, this idea of viewing your, lens, viewing your life through a different lens or viewing your past through a different lens and filter will create a different future. Because if you're looking through your life and the past, that which you cannot change, except for the fact that you believe your life's past is a predictor of your future, then you're actually just going to get more of the same over and over and over again. That's why some people uh, get divorced three, four, five times, right? And then you start creating this thing, oh, all men are the same or all women are the same and this and that. And you have these things happen and you create a bias and then it predicts your future because ultimately you're looking for more of that, even though you think you don't want that. And so what I've found is, is when you can be an observer of your life and view that, that which has happened through a lens of learning, through a lens of lessons, right? 
then you can essentially look at that little thing floating there, a little feather. Um, you can change your future. The problem is, is when you think your past predicts your future and you see your, your life through bad and this and that and negative and this didn't work out and that didn't work out. And, and then there's something that could be a great opportunity, but you look through it through the lens of the past and you see what already happened and you already believe you know the future. And that's that this will happen again, right? And when you, when you put that cover on things, that mask on things, you're not wrong. I do believe that you will get more of the same over and over and over again. So how to, to change your past? You can't go back in time, although you can learn a lesson. And when that comes up again, you can make a different decision, which will then create a different future. While simultaneously, I, for example, uh, there was a period of time where I had enormous amount of resentment towards the majority of mentors and help and coaches. I had. Not everyone. But I definitely did not have a, a, a positive lens or outlook on a lot of people who'd help me. I went through this. They wasted my time. I had all this blame, all this, I'm a victim. These people screwed me over. If they would have understood me better. There was all these things that I said and I believed. And what happened is, is that was affecting future mentors and coaches and help and support and opportunities that could happen because I was viewing what had happened through this very negative lens. So if you've had ideas and you told your friends or family and they shot you down, you know, what I find is, is the most times by the time people get out of high school into college, they have ready to tell anybody anything, not everybody, but a lot of people. Because when you raised your hand in grade school and you were, you were, you were going up through the ranks here in school, you know, you got shot down, keep your mouth shut. Only speak when spoken to. Don't talk out of, you know, don't talk out of order. I'll call on you and then you can speak. And so people develop these patterns that essentially when they are very unaware as an adult, they're afraid to reach out to people. They're afraid to, to, to tell people about things because they're shielding themselves from pain. Because every time they got shot down, right, every time they got told that's stupid, don't do that, don't, 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 over and over and over again for 15 plus years, you become a, a, a 20, a 30, a 40, a 50-year-old who is quite afraid of the world at times. And the things that you know you really want to do, you're not doing because you already think you know the answers because from the past, making it a predictor of your future, why even try? And then we create these bigger stories than maybe I've already tried a ton of times, it didn't work. I've already done this, it didn't work. Well, I know what's going to happen. I know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to do. I know how they're going to act. But when you show up different, different people show up. And sometimes those different people are literal, as in completely different people who come into your life. And sometimes it's literal, or not so literal, excuse me, but it's the people who are literally in your life already will show up different when you show up different. What's showing up different mean? Showing up different means that you start to heal your future, heal yourself by looking at your past and recognizing that what's happened happened. And my man, Peter Crone say what happened happened could have happened any other way because it didn't. It's done. It's happened. You know, I literally just went and picked up some juice with my wife and run some errands, do some stuff. And I know I had my call and I'm like, we'll pick up our juice last and all the way in there. And as soon as I opened the door, 
I walk inside, boom, it hits me. Gosh, dang it. We have a refill jug that we have. And so the, it didn't hit me literally till I opened the door and I walk inside. Hey, forgot the juice or forgot the refill jar, the jug. <clears throat> I could do all these things. Like it is what it is. I mean, my mind did not trigger that I had forgotten it until I walked through that door. So did I waste five minutes because I had to rather than have grabbed it when we left or, you know, gone straight there because I remembered halfway rather than stopping there, getting out of the car and going in like it doesn't really matter. I could spend the rest. I'm making a lesson here for all of you. But like for me, it was over very quickly. Like it is what it is, you know, and, 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 and I don't know if this is any of you It used to be me with certain things where something happens and then you're spending the next hour, week, month, year, or the rest of your life talking about it. And I know for me, for a long time, I was trying to learn the lessons from my past, but I was also like living in my past, living in the glory days of what had happened, what was, what I did, what I accomplished. And as if all my success was in my past, but my present and my future, we're not going to have any of it. And for a little bit, you know, it's all perspective to me. It's all relative. But for a period of time, it felt like that. But that's because the way I was viewing the past was like my success was back there. And how was I going to accomplish these things again? How was I going to do things like X again? Right. And when will that ever happen? Right. Because I felt I had no control and it was like a lottery ticket. I won the lottery a few times. I don't know if I'll ever win the lottery again because winning the lottery is like winning the lottery. You buy tickets. You don't ever know if you win. You, you feel like you have no control. And the only control you have is buying a ticket. So I realized I don't have any more control than quote unquote buying tickets, but I have a control on my perspective. I have a control on whether I want to be a victim, whether I want to learn from my past, or I want to have the past be a predictor of my future in a negative way. So though you can't go back in time, you can simply take your mind and shift the way you view what happened. So using that example, the mentors and coaches, I went from resentful to all of them to grateful because I truly believe that something, whatever you want to call it, God, universe, source, Buddha, this, that, or the other thing, your beliefs are, at least something's going on that we can't explain. That much I know to be true. And it, for my life, my life, that's how I feel. That's my current belief system. And so I can't explain sometimes why I do what I do, why I made certain choices at certain times, but these things happen. All I can do is view them through a lens of what can I learn? Can I learn and grow? And can that make me a better person? And so I believe the person I am today and the way I help people, who I specifically help specifically with my coaching and speaking and inspiring is because for Michael Gavin, I've been a person who's been really good at getting knocked down in life, but getting back up over and over and over again and, and learning. Overall, that has been my default. I've had my things. I've had, the, I had this resentment, but then I've still flipped that. I've flipped a lot of things throughout my life, but now I can be intentional, and so can you. There's a lot of things you've done at like a, you know, uh, not a conscious level, but very subconscious. It just happens, and you don't know why because you're never observing your life. You're always just living in your life. I want to live in my life and observe my life because then I have a lot less pain in my life, emotional pain, that is. And so for me, I realized, wow, like, you know, in the moment, 
I was super frustrated with a lot of things. But now those same kind of moments come up, meaning another scenario that could have been like the one that I was resentful and frustrated in with the mentors and coaches to, I know that in this moment, I can choose frustration or I can choose to learn. And I think in any moment, we can recognize that likelihood, sometimes there's something that happens in your life that's less than ideal. You don't wish it upon anybody. But the likelihood is, and this is something that's come up recently for me that I found very fascinating, is there's never typically any good without bad or bad without good. So in the moment, things suck sometimes, right? They're not good. But if you take this approach to life, the likelihood is this thing happening, whatever that is, whether it's death, the loss of a job, COVID happening, somebody getting sick, whatever things that people killing people, like there's so many things that we can look at and go, that's horrible. And in the moment, we can't see any good in it, uh, of it typically. But how many things can you look back in your own life and, and truly say, wow, had, had I not lost that job? this wouldn't happen. Had I not broke up with that person, this wouldn't have happened. Had that person not left me, this wouldn't have happened. Had I not, had I not, had I not, this wouldn't have happened. You know, and the reality is even just simple situations like 50 people applying for a job, only one's going to get that job. Let's say it's a, a position for one position and they truly end up only hiring one person up front. Everybody's happy. Oh, we're, we're vying for this job. We're going for the job. We're applying. We're doing what we can. All various levels of that intensity with those, let's say, 50 people. But then once they pick the person, one's life is transformed, right? Let's just say for the better. And it's great. In that moment, they're happy, family, money, all these things. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. While there's 49 other people who didn't get the job, who may be extremely discouraged, disappointed, you know, it was a job they really needed and whatever. So we're looking at what my man, Steve Hardison, I believe would call dry rain. Doesn't seem to make any sense, but it's no different than my wife and I can be laying under the sheets together in bed at night. And she's experiencing a very different under the sheets than me. <laughs> Take that however you want. I'll explain, but just temperature wise, right? She can be burning up like three inches away from me. And I could be really cold or vice versa. It's usually the opposite. I'm the one who's usually uh, warm while she's, she's cold, you know, and she's like, oh my God, I'm freezing. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I could be a little colder, right? But how is that possible? And it's because we live in a world of ultimately a version of duality, you know? You know, things happen to people and those things in and of themselves at times are neither good nor bad. There's things that have happened that most would say the moment where the thing is bad, but there's so much good that came out of that. You could say that's a Pollyanna, super optimistic way of looking at things, but you know, you get that choice. If you live the other way, how's that working out for you? I'm not saying that my way is a better way. I'm not usually trying to say that my way is anything other than a way that I have that works for my life and then sharing lessons. And sometimes it resonates and people take it literally and do it and it works. And just like I try to teach, have discernment, take what resonates, throw away the rest, right? So when you look at life through that lens, you could say, well, yeah, you're taking something horrible and then, and then, you know, making it good. I mean, you know, it's, it's, and, and you know, people have their own ways. It's like, yeah, but for me, like going the alternative is still a choice that you make. And it usually doesn't feel great. This isn't about 
Uh, I saw something from Simon, Simon Sinek about being naive, being, I believe, optimistic. Right? It's, it's not about ignoring reality of what is. Right? And, you know, you, you know, something literally bad is happening. You know, it's all good. It's no big deal. You know, somebody's house is, something's burning down to the ground. It's all right. Right? You're just like, ah, great. You know, some people might be like, no, great, I get a new house. Like, I don't know. But in that moment, something just like, you know, it's it's not about being naive. It's not burning. It's fine, right? You're just taking something that's literal right now and trying to be, you know, super Pollyanna about it. All I'm saying is, is typically our imagination is super powerful. And right now, wherever you are at and whatever is happening in your life, there is a reality that you currently live in that you have right now. And optimism is knowing that that can be better if you feel that it's not. And sometimes just that simple level of hope in knowing that it can be better or we'll find the good in this and we'll get through it will give relief. So where are we at? Facebook, hello, likes and love. Always hit that button. You know, sometimes it's like, it's so interesting, you know. I've done lives where like every 30 seconds, I'm like, leave some likes and love. And then they come in and there's 40 likes on the thing. And I mean, people won't do it if they don't like it typically, but it's amazing. I have this like one time, per, you know, some of you may be more into this or know more about this than me. I had a person one time. He's like, well, you're, you're like, you're like hypnotizing people. And I know a lot of people have like their own, not, you know, um, beliefs around hypnotism. I've never like hired a hypnotist and quote unquote been hypnotized, but uh, you know, uh, hypnosis to a degree is like a flow state. Like things just happen and people get into a time warp. It was like, people can get on a call with me and be on here for two hours nonstop. And they don't get on anything for two hours, right? There's a version of you got into a flow state, you got into the zone and time evaporated. So whether that's on a call with me for 30 minutes, an hour or two hours, playing video games, writing, recording something, editing, drawing, designing, creating, you know, Photoshop, Final Cut Pro, whatever that is, where you just lose track of time, that's a hip, 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 hypnosis state, right? That you get in. And so uh, it's just funny. I just look at the things, the comments, the, you know, the interaction. Sometimes I get so in the zone. It's just funny. These, these algorithms sometimes specifically, I mean, you create good stuff. People listen for sure. Uh, but it's also just like Facebook when there's comments, there's interactions. Uh, it's like, hey, people are actually interacting. So where are we at? Heidi, hello. Good to see you on here. Joe, Mark, Norman, Sonia, Tashina. How are we doing here today? How are we doing? How are we doing? Any, any, any questions, any thoughts, any rebuttals? Um, I know that uh, everybody I've had on here, so let's try to take a new person. If there's not a new person, I'm going to try to keep these a little shorter, unless you all ask questions. So I know uh, Joe and Heidi, I don't believe I've ever done coaching. Try to take one new person at least. And if there's not, I'm going to keep it a little shorter. But if uh, Heidi or Joe would like a little one-on-one -on -one time, let me know. Otherwise, uh, if you got some questions in, in text, whether you're on Facebook right now or you're on Zoom, type it in and uh, I will uh, it'll spark some more conversation. That's my main topic here today. Um, and like I said, any of you came in a little late, if you haven't checked it out, um, I got to do some stuff to rile up. I mean, these sessions I've, I've tried to make where you know, these are coaching sessions. That's really what I'm converting my tune-up time in. I want to make it a coaching session, but I love new people each and every single time. I just like the variety on that. I do my ongoing, you know, coaching with people privately, 
but designing these calls to really be the coaching sessions where I open up some time every week for somebody brand new to, to get some time. Either they can't afford or they can't this, they can't whatever in the moment right now, because people have come and come clients later. And it's not just about that, but I just want to open this up for people uh, in, in that respect who are, who are brand new and have been listeners. So um, doing my preaching and teaching now weekly overall, Monday through Friday um, for my, your daily jumpstart. So that's been going well. Like I said, I've been three weeks in. I, I don't think a lot of you weren't on here when I said that, but uh, I'm doing that. And right now I'm getting about five weeks built up so that then at 9 a.m. I think is the time I'm going to do Monday through Friday. They come out every single week on, on podcasts and YouTube, um, et cetera, while I do them live, typically at nine o'clock, Monday through Friday. But uh, uh, right now I'm just making sure I do them. I'm building the habit and being consistent. Um Absolutely. Uh, Norman says, just realized today with a good friend of mine, how important it is to laugh. It helps bring out all the repressed gathered energies. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm a firm believer in, in, um, in trying, I mean, like don't repress, don't hold back things. You know, sometimes um, we need to let those things, well, not sometimes like, I mean, granted everybody's different. We need to let them out. That's the bottom line, right? Like, it's, it's the, it's the world at some, I think who are probably in their maybe forties, fifties, definitely sixties and beyond, you know, that aspect of like, you know, suck it up buttercup kind of attitude. Right. Or, or in the, usually a lot more with males, you know, don't let anybody see your weakness. Don't ever let anybody see you cry. And I didn't, I didn't have much of that emotional guy overall. Uh, but there's still been those aspects of, of that holding things in or holding things back. Now I haven't experienced as much of that in the last few years. Cause uh, I worked through a lot of this late 2016, 17, and 18 in a really big way, and, and I cried a lot, um, but it felt amazing. You know, I was just this release, um, and so because a lot of times I was I was feeling this this weight behind my eyes, and uh, and I was just holding it in, trying not to cry, and uh, when I released it, it, it was huge. And I've seen a lot of people where. When we get in alignment, I just did this on a, a jumpstart the other day. When we get in alignment, see, so many times we tell everybody outside of ourselves that everything's great, right? We got up here. I hope everybody's doing good, right? We go around the grocery store, whatever. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Now, not that that's a time and a place always to like, you know, quote unquote vent. That's why it's important to have great listeners and great people in your life that you, um, that can let you release things, but don't let you. I think there's a fine line here with how you can word this, but it, it's so many times we get around with our guy friends or girlfriends or whatever. And it's like, Hey, this sucks. Like, yeah, man, it sucks for me too. And, ah, da, 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 da. and we have this thing and, and like, we're all just complaining. And I think there's a difference between a releasing, getting something out, speaking it out, having somebody hear you in a loving, compassionate way that they can like hug you and care for you and let you know that you're heard, you're seen um, but not again, the, the kind of victim mentality. There's that we live in that, like we're a victim of life. You know, life's always happening to us and we have zero control on anything. Um, and so for me, it's like releasing these things, but not just complaining about them every day and, and never doing anything about it. But this release can, can, can heal us and then let us move forward in a powerful way. It's like, I, I did a call on this the other day in regards to sales, Sometimes we're selling things that we don't really believe in. You know, I, I had somebody recently I was talking to, and he, he said he was, he's been asked a lot, you know, how do you, uh, how are you different? And he had something that he said to them 
verbalizing. But internally, he's like, but candidly to you, not much. So if I were to ask this person right now, and I didn't know them, hey, so what makes you different than everybody else who does X, Y, Z, ABC? This person goes, da, 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 gives this 10-minute spiel. But if they were being honest, they'd say nothing. Nothing's different. And what I find is when you get in sync and you can be asked a question like that and give an answer and mean it and believe it, it's a game changer. So he can say the exact same thing and get far different results because one way he's saying it, same thing, he doesn't believe it. He didn't even think it's true. Then he gets to a place where he believes it's truth and people feel that. And it's something that people would say to me for many, many years. And I never, never got until probably late 2018 on where I started to learn more and more about it, where when somebody would say, that, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like if there's everyone that's known, tell me what to say. What's the tactic? What's the strategy? What's the technicality, right? All these little, like the, the external. And what I find is as simple as that scenario, why are you different? You give an answer and two ways you give the same answer. One, you believe it, one, you don't. You will get far different outcomes more times than not when you actually believe it, when it's in sync. And that's the thing about going around, repressing your, your emotions and telling everybody everything's amazing all day, every day, while you feel like life is horrible, right? If you can release that to someone you trust, have faith in, it's not going to degrade you or pull you down or anything else, but yet lifts you up. Then you can start to move forward and, and, and be honest with a lot of people. You know, things have been tough. I'm working through it, right? And so, super powerful. I mean, yeah, super powerful. Are we at? Ready? Any thoughts? Questions? I'm gonna wrap this up here today. It it it. Thirty minutes in. If there's uh, if there's no other questions or anything that comes in, again, uh, these you tell your friends, tell different people. I'm gonna be doing my own stuff to start promoting again. Some of the things that we're always bringing new people in every week. Uh, I was on certain calls and things where I was in front of a lot of new people. So I always had brand new people all the time that were, had never heard about me a week before. And, uh, and so now uh, that thing had gone away and I'm, I'm, I'm doing some other things. I haven't been doing other things in the, in the current moment. I've uh, been maintaining some other areas of life. So I show up to the call every week, but there's, there's the regulars, which I, gr I greatly appreciate. And then there's, uh, you know, a couple people sometimes, but they're, they're not ready yet. And, and there's no shame in that. Um, and so, but you can always type your questions in too. You don't have to just get on camera. Um, but anyways, that's, what's going on there with, uh, mind tune up time. So I'm going to do my best to keep these to about 30 minutes. Uh, if you don't ask questions, if you don't, uh, <laughs> engage in that way, or if there's no new people to bring on camera, cause I want these to be very different, uh, from that aspect with the coaching and working with people one-on-one -on -one and, uh, and have the Monday through Friday daily jumpstart be my kind of preaching and teaching and just me solo jamming. Um, and so that's really what I'm looking at here. So if you know anybody, you know, share the link with them, tell them about it. Um, and they can just listen for a little while um, for sure. And then maybe they'll end up wanting to, to get on or ask a question on here because just that one little shift uh, can make a colossal difference in someone's life uh, and the trajectory of their life. And so, um, uh, oh, Appreciate it, Joe. Yeah, I look forward to connecting, my friend. I know you've been on here a number of weeks. Like I said, if you don't be on camera yet or anything else, type questions in here. I mean, I'm totally open for that because questions, when I get looping with the human, 
it goes a lot longer. And so right now I'm just trying to keep new people to uh, on camera and new and old people can leave questions in the chat as well. Um, so just let me know. And if you have something private you want to share, you can send me a message. You could always reach out on, on Facebook. That's typically where I'm, I'm most active. Um, yeah, man, making progress each and every single day, each and every single week. And so I'm excited to uh, keep making progress as well. And for me, certain things are just about habits and momentum, right? Like, you know, keeping it simple. Um, and, and so it's, it's better to keep doing something, especially if you like it, than to make it super complicated and do it for a little bit and then stop. You know, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up on this. I just mentioned this this morning. Um, you know, I've heard things like, you know, we overestimate a year, underestimate a decade. What about two decades, three decades? Some of you, some of you sometimes might tell me, I don't know if I have three or four decades left. And others of you, God willing, you have three or four or five decades left. And some people are early 20s and some people are in their 60s. But the truth of the matter is, is um, something I'm excited about. It's not to experiment and try different things in life and explore and all those kinds of things. But there's uh, that aspect that for me, I've experienced in business specifically, um, depth. The, the starting energy it takes to start something is different than a maintaining energy. And although I have a lot of starter in me, I'm really in my, in my mid-30s now, leaning a lot more into maintaining energy, which is different. And how I show up and energetic, I'm still high energy. But like what it takes to start something, what it takes to get a train going down a track is far different than what it takes to keep it going. I think there's something out there that, you know, a plane uses most of its gasoline when it's taken off. And so I've been through that phase of starting and I've seen what it looks like to not continue to not innovate and, and do different things, but to reach a level of maintenance with innovation rather than starting from ground zero, starting from scratch. And that for me is, 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 is somewhat exhausting. Um, and uh, so I'm looking at what's it going to look like as, as I'm doing what I'm doing right now on these calls and other things in the inspirational coaching, personal development, et cetera, space, um, where that'll be 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. It takes the pressure off, my friends. But if I think of myself changing direction every three weeks, three months, three years, then that's less exciting to me. And, um, and so I'm just really excited to be able to continue to plant seeds and take care of the harvest and see what grows and see what blossoms. Um, and that's what you have to think about as you're growing your businesses and, and, and meeting people and connecting, right? If you're not, if you meet somebody today about X, but you're not doing X even three weeks from now, or definitely three or four or five years from now, then when they come back to get X and you're doing A, they may want a, they may want it, right? But they may still just want X. And so I find that the longer you can stay in something, there's people who will be ready to do business with you now, as in literally now, today, the second they find you, you know, the day they find you and everywhere in between. When I used to do my weddings. I would literally have people that saw me in 2009 and were single, and they booked me in 2012, and I was the first person they called right, for my video company. Um, and I've seen all sorts of variations of that. There's also been people who 
I haven't done a wedding since 2014, who I see who still don't know that I don't do video or, or weddings anymore, who now are like, oh my God, we're getting married or something. And they're like, or I got a friend getting married. We want you to do the wedding. And it's like, there's example. If I was still doing it, all that I did for a decade, now we're going to be going on, you know, my first wedding, it was in 20 or 2000, I believe four or five. It's a little vagueness there, 2004 or five. I mean, in a few years, we're going to be on 20 years, 20 years. And it's crazy to think about. And, and it's, it's crazy. I haven't done them for eight years. And I still get people that, that know me as the wedding guy, you know, the wedding video guy, the same day edit guy. And, um, and I, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And so um, that way I get to spend my energy in other ways rather than the things it takes to grow a business, to get clients, to build relationships, to build rapport, uh, and to have people who may not be ready for five years. You planted that seed today, but it ain't going to help your pocketbook today. Um, and so that's the thing to keep recognizing. And we live in a world of instant. We live in a world of instant gratification. We live in a world that's promising the stars, the moon, and the universe in three weeks. 10 days, 10K and 10 days, you know, these type of things that are out there. And it's really screwing up a lot of people's expectations of reality of what's possible for specifically them. And when these big promise, bold promises aren't happening, it doesn't mean that things aren't possible. But if they told you 10K in 10 days and you're just at a certain place and you don't do it, doesn't mean you couldn't have made it in 100 days or 90 days or even 30 days. But because you were expecting to have it happen in 10 days based on the person's conviction and certainty that it could, and it doesn't, a lot of people aren't optimistic enough or have enough belief or self-esteem or self-worth to keep pushing forward and know, hey, it might just take me a little longer, and that's okay. So they change direction, and they change direction, and they change direction. It's like building bridges. If the only way to get to the other side of this big, deep cavern is simply to literally build a bridge because if you go left to right, it never, there's never endlessly, you cannot get across without building a bridge. And everything to build a bridge is right here. But people keep experimenting on this side with different ways to build bridges and all this stuff. So you have all the tools today, all of them necessary to get to the other side by building a bridge and you're halfway there. But somebody who's been on the, they're building like how to build better bridges, faster bridges comes along. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you're almost there. I know you're halfway, but listen, I got a better way. Come on now, I got a better way. And I'm telling you, it's going to be faster than the way you're doing. Can you, can you, can, can you feel that, that you've had that happen in your life where this, you've got enthusiasm, you got some momentum and then something someone, some ad, something completely changes your trajectory, sometimes it's good. But back to my resentment, other times it was great stuff, but if I just stayed on the trajectory now, I'm saying, well, I didn't stay on the trajectory. I did all these other things. I had all this frustration. Now I've changed my view of it. Thank God it happened, right? But there's some things that happen that I don't want to keep happening and I don't want to keep doing. So yes, great things have come out of it. I've learned great lessons. It doesn't mean I want to keep doing it. So I can have things that happen. I can go, wow, that's blah, 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 blah. And then I can view it through a lens of, here's what I learned. Here's what happened. And here was what great but it's kind of like burning your hand on a fire. 
you learned a lesson, hopefully, to not do it, but it doesn't mean I want to keep doing it. So for me, some of those change of trajectories were great. And some of them not so great. But I know by and large, the big accomplishments have come from keep moving forward, innovating and making tweaks, not completely changing everything. Because what happens with a lot of people is that keeps happening. And they've now spent, this person comes along and says, I know you have about three weeks left or you know, three years, we'll say, three years to build this bridge. You're going to be able with this new technology, though, to build it in a year and a half. And so you start doing that and you're seven months into that and somebody comes along and says, I know you have, you know, about a half a year left, um, but this technology here is going to help you do it in half that time. And before you know it, that keeps happening. You got to learn new tools and that might take a little time and this and that. And before you know it, you're far past the time it would have taken you to build the first bridge and get to the other side. And you still haven't gotten to the other side. What is that for you in your life? Where are the half-built bridges? My man, Norman, when you show up differently, different people show up. And whether that's literally the same people in your life will show up different, that was my wife. When I showed up different back in 2015, our, our not marriage, but our relationship dramatically changed. I didn't expect her to change. I didn't try to change her, force her to change, get her to be different. I was being different. And when I came from, I'm putting 100% into this relationship, I'm treating her like we first met, like she's brand new, and I'm going to keep that going. And sometimes I need reminders too. But like, I showed up different. When I was being different, she ended up being different. Now, that could have driven us apart. Or in the case of me, it drove us together. So literally, when you show up different, people literally in your life right now will show up different. And literally new people people will show up different because there are people that you're not even going to have an interaction with right now because of who you're currently being. Because you won't make that call, you won't send that email, or you won't walk through that door, or you won't ask to talk to that person because you don't believe you're worthy of it. You don't think you're good enough. So when you show up different, when you start being a different person, the bottom line is different things happen. Different people show up. The same people show up different. And uh, life changes just simply by you showing up and being a different person. Rock and roll. God dang, God dang, God diggity dang. MindTuneUpTime.com. You can register for the Zooms here, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time every week. You can also check out your daily jumpstart, uh, doing those Monday through Friday, preaching and teaching sessions. If you want some coaching or support on here, uh, leave your questions, raise your hand. If you're brand new, you can go to mindmechanic.net, check out what I have to offer there as well. There's audiobooks and some coaching that you can reach out to about me. Um, but uh, appreciate you all so much. Some of you all see this Thursday. And uh, keep rocking, keep rolling. We'll talk soon, my friends. Thanks so much. Sending you all tons of love. See you, Norman. See you, Mark. See you, Sonia. See you, Tashina. And see you all on Facebook. Bye-bye.